Well, hello, y'all. This is Brother Lee Whaley here at Crusade for Christ Podcast Hour. Hope y'all are having a great day. I am. I'm having a great day today. I feel good, um, and I thank God that I do. Amen. Anyway, um, I got a question I want to ask you, and I want you to listen to me. It's going to be a short podcast because I want you to think about what, what I'm asking you. You're driving down the road. And uh, everything's good, the traffic's light, you have no problems, but you're in kind of a hurry, but you're not in too big of a hurry, but you're in kind of a hurry. And as you're driving down the road, you notice down the road there is a railroad crossing you're coming up to. And um, as you come up to that railroad crossing, all of a sudden you hear this noise right here. So you hear the noise, what would you do? You get up there and would you look down the track, say, well, the train is just a little, you see the train, but it's far enough to where you think you could go through the crossbars and maybe beat the train so you wouldn't have to wait for that train to go by. Or would you just stop and wait for the train? Well, it's, it's all up to you, right? Well, those train bells I mean, the, the warning bells and those arms coming down is a warning signal. What it means is there's a train coming and you better stop. If you don't stop, there's a good chance you're going to get killed. So why am I talking about railroad crossings and trains? I'm glad you asked. In March of 1999, Amtrak's train, the city of New Orleans, was going down the track in its normal run. It was in early in the morning. And the railroad crossings were going down. The lights were flashing. The bells were ringing. And there was a tractor-trailer truck that was 48 feet long. It weighed 37,000 pounds. It had 37,000 pounds of rebar on it. And it thought that it could get through those railroad crossings and beat the train. But if any of you know the story about the train they called the city of New Orleans, the tractor-trailer truck got stuck in the middle of the track, and the train hit that tractor-trailer truck doing 79 miles an hour. There were 14 cars on this train. There were 219 passengers. And out of those 219 passengers, 11 of them died and 117 of those passengers were injured. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because there was a warning signal that was obvious. The lights were flashing, the bars, the arms were down. But this tractor-trailer truck driver thought he could beat that train. He did not heed the warnings. And as you see these pictures of the wreck, I wanted to remind you he didn't listen to the warnings. He thought he could beat the train. So I want you to understand, that's where we are today in America. I want you to listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23 and uh, chapter 24. As he's talking to the disciples about the end times. And, uh, and they're more concentrated on the temple than they are of what Jesus is saying. Now, that's what he says. 
talks about the streets and all kinds of, but anyway, I want you to listen. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you that killed the prophets and stoned them, which are sent unto you. How often would I gather together uh, you as the hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you would not. He said, Behold, your house is left desolate. For I say unto you, you shall not see me any more till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now, um, in chapter 24, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him, and, he, and, and they're showing him the temple. And Jesus says to him, See ye not these things? Verily I say, or truly I say unto you, There shall not be one stone upon another uh, that shall not be thrown down. In other words, he's telling you, he's telling this temple's going to be gone. And in 70 AD, we know that it was. Uh, Titus destroyed it anyway. And so he sits upon the Mount of Olives now, and the disciples come to him, and they ask him privately, and they say to tell us then, tell us, tell us then what shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are just the beginning of sorrow, he says. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you and shall be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because the iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto the nations, and then shall the end come. Wherefore, when you see that abomination of desolation which spoken by the prophet Daniel, stand in the holy place. Whosoever reads this, let him understand. Amen. Well, okay, it says, whosoever shall read this, let him understand. We just looked at two different scenarios. One of them is a train track, a tractor-trailer truck, and warning signals. Because we can actually see it and hear it and understand it, we believe it. I mean, that's what we do. We believe it. Because it, it actually happened. There's photos of it. There's pictures of it. There's stories of it. You can Google it and you can find all kinds of stuff about that train wreck. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the warning signals. And then in Matthew, when we read in the 23rd and 24th chapter, see what a lot of people interpret that um, when Jesus is talking about coming back and the kingdom against, you know, nation against nation and wars and rumors of wars. What Jesus is talking about is the revelation. He's talking about chapter 19, verse starting in verse 1 and down through there, when he actually comes back to this world, to this earth, and sets up his earthly kingdom. The Jews that were talking to him, the disciples, had no idea about the church age that was getting ready to happen. See, that's what a lot of, a lot of even, even some scholars will argue about this. 
Jesus isn't talking what we we pre I'm a premillennialist, and if you're not, you're wrong. But we'll talk about. It. I mean, I don't know that to be a fact. That's just what I believe. I'm not going to argue with you. You can be an amillennialist, postmillennial, probably not. But an amillennialist, you probably can. You know, half the rest all that. Anyway, I'm a pre-trib person, but the the church age was a mystery that had been hid. It wasn't even revealed until after Christ died and resurrected and the church was born on Pentecost. So for the last almost 2,000 years, the church has been being built. Jesus said, I'm going away, and if I go away, I'm coming back. The coming back has got two parts. The first part, you've seen, you've seen movies, you've heard the rapture, and you've heard the second coming, and all these different uh, different. Uh, pronunciations of things, the second coming, the second revelation, all this stuff, but in the battle of Armageddon. Well, what Jesus is talking about there when he's talking to the disciples is literally coming back to earth and setting up his kingdom. Now, what was hidden, it was a mystery that Paul himself called the mystery, was revealed after Christ resurrected, and then, of course, he stayed with the disciples uh, about 40 days and on the day of Pentecost, which was 50, the Holy Spirit came and then filled, it, it filled the hearts and souls of all those that had believed in Christ and were saved. And now they have become <laughs> the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's a whole lot of talking, but here's what I'm trying to show you. For the last 2,000 years, Jesus has been building his church. Now, according to the Bible and according to Revelation, if you interpret the way a premillennial does, uh, in chapter number four, verse number one, two, and three, and in there, the Lord's coming back for the church. Revelations one, two, and three are the things that were and the things that are. The seven churches and all that. I'm not going to get into the details of that because that's not what I'm talking about tonight. But that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the, the actual revelation, the actual second coming, the battle of Armageddon, all that. Now, why am I talking about this tonight? You need to understand he gave us a lot of warning signals. He said, you're going to see nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes in diverse places, pestilence, famines, talks about starvation, diseases, all these things. He said, well, it's been going, I know it's been going on since the beginning of time. It really has ever since sin. But there's never been a time in our history of the church or the world where we have everything set up. The one world government the one world money system, the one world church is already in place. It's already in place. You've got Klaus and these guys over, you know, George Sarles and all that bunch that are uh, right now getting the world ready for a one world government. These are warning signs. Now, you got to remember, once the rapture happens, we Christians believe the rapture will take place and God is going to take his children out. 1 Thessalonians, every chapter in 1 and 2 Thessalonians talks about the second coming, or the rapture, excuse me, not the second coming, the rapture. The second coming is also in 1 Corinthians 15, all that. But anyway, and then Revelation chapter 4. After chapter 4 of Revelation, you'll read about the things that are hereafter. Now, the warning signals that Jesus has given is talking about during the tribulation period to the Jews. Man, this is good stuff. I mean, this is good stuff. And right now in Israel, there's a man over there. They call him the rave, and he, they, they're accepting him as the Messiah. There's so much stuff going on. I can't even begin to cover it all tonight. 
But here's what I want to say to you. I love you, and this is what I want to say to you. Please listen. There are signs, and God said there'll be no signs of the church being raptured. There's no, there, we don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here tonight and tell you I know when Jesus comes back. I don't know. He may, it may be another 100 years, 2,000 years. I don't know. But I wouldn't bet on it because the things that Jesus said would happen during the tribulation period are starting to happen now. And here's what he tells about that. He gives us a little parable about that. He said it's like a woman that's in travail, that's pregnant. She um, carries her baby. About nine months is about how long a baby is uh, carried in the womb. But at the end of the, about the eight and a half, I mean, even before that, so there's premiums, but I won't go into all that stuff. About eight and a half months in, you know, I, my wife had three kids, so I can, I can honestly tell I know what I'm, what I'm talking about. She started having these labor pains, false labor pains. Things started moving. The baby was moving. Things started working. It was getting close. But on April 1st, 1980, there was a little bitty baby called Amanda Lynn Whaley born. And, uh, but up to that time, she was having all these pains. But boy, that day she came. Hallelujah. Of course, Brittany came in August. I don't want to, that's right Brian came on October 31st. The reason I can remember Brian and Amanda so clear, she was born on April Fool's. He was born on Halloween. And Brittany was born on two of my wife's brother's birthday. And I think it's, Brittany, I'm sorry, but it's the 23rd thing. But anyway, I love you. Anyway, the birth pains of that woman in travail. The birth pains of the world are, I mean, have you ever seen the world in the shape it's in right now? No, you haven't. I was literally watching um, a clip from the news. A man literally went to a homeless man in the middle of the daytime and took a gun and blew his brains out right there in front, right in the street. People are, I mean, I don't want to get into all of what's going on, but folks, you know what's going on. Ukraine is in the war. Now, I want to show you something. And I'm going to put it on here. Right now, in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about the lining up of the nations against Israel in the, in the uh, end times of the tribulation period. you got to understand these things. So during the tribulation period, there's going to be the king of the north, which we know is Gog and Magog or Russia. We know the king of the east is China. We know the king of the south is your Muslim nations in Iran, Iraq, uh, Turkey, all these Muslim nations down there, and the Sudan, all that. And they're all right now, I mean right now, they're talking about Iran getting a nuclear war ahead and all these kind of things. Man, I, in, a, in a way, I am so excited. I know it's sad to say this, but it's not. As a Christian, I'm excited to see these things come. I've been waiting for 48 years for Jesus to come back. I believe we're on the brink of it. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I don't care because I feel like I've got to give an account to God and not you. So... What I'm trying to tell you is I love you, and you better be ready. Now, I'm going to put some pictures on here, and I want you to see them. They're going to be pictures of world leaders. Jiang Hongping, or whatever his name is in China. Putin. Uh, and you got Biden over here. The, you know, the West hasn't talked about much. I mean, our country's falling apart. you got to see what's happening with this. God's turned us over. 
And you may not like that, but you know, I mean, look at what's going on. Our courts are, everything's falling apart. Everybody's lying. Politicians lie. God bless those that are trying to keep us alive here. But politicians are not going to save us. Only God's going to save us. Only God can turn this country around. Only Jesus Christ can save you and turn you around. And it's got to be that way. My people are called by my name. And so what we've done is seen some more. Now, I want to show you these pictures of these world leaders. And then I want you to look at the pictures of things that are going on as crime is running out of control. It's literally running out of control. Carjackings, killings. There's a man right now, some lawyer by the name of Murdoch, that's been on trial for killing his kid and his wife. And he's saying he didn't do it. But anyway, all these things are happening. And we're sitting back and we're saying, well, you know, it just always. No, no, it's not always been that way. Homosexuals running rampant like it's the greatest thing in the world. According to God, it's an abomination unto the Lord. Now, those those uh, homosexuals, LBGQs, Fs, and all that, they ain't going to like it. But I don't really care what they like because the Bible says it. I like what the Bible says. And I'm not afraid to proclaim it. I'm not afraid to say it. Now, we're to love those people and pray for them and witness to them. But the sin is sin. And that goes with all the sins. Lying, cheating, killing, drunkenness, all those things. And we're all sinners, so we need to be saved. And that's the bottom line. So I want you to look at these pictures uh, as we go through them real quickly here. And understand, this is the gate. These are the warning signals. And Jesus is coming soon. Folks. Are you ready? Do you know him? If you don't, you better get to knowing him real quick. He wants to save you. He wants to seal you. He wants to sanctify you. He wants to get you ready for heaven. You say, well, I've been baptized. I'm a church member. All that stuff. None of it's going to get you in heaven. You remember that. Only Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ is going to get you to heaven. And everybody's going to stand before God. Look, Isaiah 45, 23. Romans 14, 11, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 10. It talks about, and I'll just tell you what it says. It says, every knee will bow to God and every tongue will confess to him that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. You're going to stand before God when you die. You say, I don't believe in God. You're going to. I'm a little upset because people are, are so blinded by the God of this world. And do you know the Bible even talks about that? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4 says, If, if our gospel's hid, it's hid to those that are lost, and the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine upon them. Folks, Jesus is coming, and you better be ready. I hope you are. If you're not, I would like you to pray this prayer. Right now, if God's talking to your heart, if he's pounding on your heart, and you say, you know, Lee, Maybe, just maybe you're right. No, I'm not right. The Bible is. I'm not right. The Bible's right. And the Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue confess. That you must be born again. That you must be saved. All them things are in there. That God so loved the world, just like my sign says, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. Listen, what you got to do, you've got to ask Christ to forgive you. You've got to ask Jesus Christ to save you. And if you're, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're, if you can, where you can close your eyes and you want to pray this prayer, say, Dear Gracious and Heavenly Father, talking about God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I have fallen short of your glory. But God, please save me. Please come into my heart right now and forgive me of all my sins, all my sins.
and cleanse me in your blood. And I'll love you and I'll serve you and I'll live for you till you either come back or till I die. Now listen, I mean it. If you've prayed that prayer and asked Jesus into your heart, get into church. Get in your Bible. Get your Bible and start reading. Read the book of John, Romans, all that. Listen, I love you and I hope you're ready because the signs are given. Nations to rise against nations. These world leaders are coming together. One world government, one world church, one world currency. We're right in the we're right at the edge of it. And it's coming soon. As the old saying says, it's coming soon to a store near you. Anyway, love you all. Have a great week, weekend, day, whatever it is when you hear this. And we'll see you soon here at the Crusading for Christ podcast hour. Goodbye for now, and we love you. Bye.